You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 44. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Ia Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Orisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume of your car. This is a good one. This is a good one to listen with some hot chocolate. It's been raining here, so hot chocolate's good. Put on your earbuds, but don't worry. This is totally PG. Kids can totally listen to this. Grab yourself something great to drink. Let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our sponsor, Alejos 101. Have you been wondering how to connect with the Orisha traditions? Are you part of 50 Facebook groups and trying to figure out what to do next? Do you have a bunch of books about Orisha and Ifa and you're still trying to figure out how to get a godparent or even how to get a good reading? Check out the program that is around to help new folks who are interested in the Orisha traditions. This program covers A to Z and very super important topics like how to know if you are working with a great priest in the Orisha traditions or if you're working with somebody who likes to cut corners. You know, important things like that. Aren't you worth it? Of course you are. Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash A101 coming soon to get on the VIP list and see if what we have to offer will help you from where you are to where you need to go. Okay, with that, let's get this episode rolling. 2020 has been a year. It has been a blessing for some. It has been crazy for many. And the whole world is feeling the effects of 2020. And I like to do the reflections, but I have to tell you, I almost didn't do it this year. And we were just going to start doing Ask a Priests and other episodes, but I decided, you know what, I think it's good to kind of think about what we are thinking about, what I have learned, what I have seen, what has helped other people. So with that, I got 20 for you. I hope you enjoy them, think about them, and maybe jot down yours things that you have picked up. And if you like, share them with me. I would love to see them. Okay. With that, I'm going to rush through them because it's 20. Number one, you are not a mistake. Okay. This is not for you. This is for me. So I'm not a mistake. Oh, not just not me. You too, maybe. (laughs) This reminds me of Lilo and Stitch, the Disney movie. Remember at the end, all kinds of craziness happens and they come to take him back and they have him in those handcuffy things. And he says, you know, this is my family is little 
and broken, but still good. So even though you are still a work in progress, you're still good. You come with mistakes and things to work on, but it doesn't make you a mistake. It's just things you have to get better at. You're just a work in progress. And you have to embrace that aspect of your journey. Okay, not you. I have to embrace that aspect of my journey because this is something that I struggle with. So I don't. I can't say I have learned, but I'm definitely aware. Number two, judging others just weighs you down. When you judge others, it's like, oh, she's fat or she's tall, she's skinny. Oh my God, look at her kids. She's not raising them right. Or, you know, the guy who's criticizing another guy or a guy who, whoever's criticizing whoever. It's just a mirror of you not wanting others to judge you because you do it to yourself. Judging others just sets you back ages in the Iwapele arena. And then you just go backwards, my friend. Just catch yourself. If you're like me and you're like, well, she's mean or she's whatever or he's this, or you have your own set of judgy eyes like, oh, look at this. Just stop yourself, be aware and respond with the kindness as you would want others to treat you. Because in the end, when you are judging others, it's like you're rolling backwards in the good character thing that we're supposed to be doing here and wanted to spend a little time on that one. Number three, humble pie. Oh my God, no matter how much we try to get better and better, we will be fed lots and lots of humble pie. What we do with that pie, however, that will be the most important thing. Will we learn from it? Or are we just going to wait for the next 10 servings of humble pie that the universe is going to give you? We have to learn from the lessons that are being given to you to help to shape you and to be the better person that you agreed to be in heaven before coming down to Ajay, before coming down to earth. Number four, excuses are just another aspect of our imperfection and we must tackle it with our rework. We have to look at why are we making excuses? What are we afraid of? We can train our mind to do anything or rework can make a difference in moving in life from spirituality to work to your personal life to anything that you want. I think that a good way, now I'm not an expert, I'm just sharing what I have learned. Acknowledge your excuses and find their root. You can do this, of course, with a licensed therapist and you can go that route. I'm totally for that. You can speak about it with a core of friends that you guys are on a journey together. I would go that route as well. Figure out the why those excuses are happening. It could be a great fear that you are battling with. It could just be, what is it? Why is it that you're not doing whatever it is that you need to do? Okay, five. Number five, there is always someone who is going to criticize you. Fact. And it affects you more when it's coming from the people that you love. More fact. 
your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your mother, your father, your best friend, your cousin, the neighbor who loves hanging out in your door, there always is going to be someone that is going to criticize you. Fact of life. So how are you going to deal with this? Get angry, get mad, cry, have your pity party, and then get focused. Just start grinding in whatever it is you need to do, because there's always somebody who's going to say something about anything you're doing. Just focus on your own race. You remember that um, movie? He's um, a comedian and he runs for president because they were kind of joking on him. But gosh, I'm trying to remember. But anyway, he runs for president and he decides to ditch the people who were kind of fakely putting him in. And he says, I have to run my race. Like the girl was telling him, just run your race. This is basically what I'm saying. You have to run your own thing, but you have to get focused because there's always someone who's going to have something to say about everything you are doing. Number six, distractions are everywhere. We have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. My personal favorite is Amazon. Oh my goodness. I start reading one and then it suggests me another. And then I'm starting to read reviews. And when I go to take a look, it's been an hour. Find out what is important now and when you see yourself wasting time, because sometimes you don't catch yourself, just go back to what you need to do. Now, my kids make fun of me because I love playing, I think it's called uh, landscape or landscapes, homescapes. I think it's homescapes. I love playing that game. And I've noticed that if I get lost in it, I will just continue to play and play and play. So am I saying don't play your Candy Crush, your whatever is your word games? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying play for a little bit and then figure out what is important right now and get that done because distractions are everywhere. It sounds easy, right? I promise you that it is a lot harder than what you think. It's been my struggle for years, for years. And even while I'm planning this episode, I've checked Facebook twice. (laughs) I had to click on that X. It's not easy, but it is doable. There are distractions everywhere. And you can just when you find yourself just kind of go back and be kind to yourself. Just go back. Number seven, a notebook or recording app or a list app is your best friend still. When I find myself listening to a book or a video or finding something that I really like, something that speaks to me at that moment or something that gives me an idea, sometimes, you know, like a little spark will happen and I'm scrambling like a fool because I forgot something to write with. And then I'm scrambling to go to the app to get to to put that thought somewhere for me to get it back later. By the way, I'm a huge fan of Google Keep just for lists. I really like that. It's just very simple for really intricate lists. There is also Google Drive and you can just have um, your favorite, I don't know, doc, Google Doc that you go into. And another favorite is Notion. No, I'm not 
an affiliate, but I really like it. It can be as simple as like for those people who like their work to be like Asana, but it is heavy duty and you can make it anything that you want. Like a good list keeper, you can create whatever you want. So I'll put the link on the show notes. So don't worry about it. Number eight, timely abodes are important. I've been known before as the queen of late, and I am an excellent procrastinator because I am. I can rationalize anything to why I am not, or I cannot do it, or I will not do it. And what I've realized, and I still keep realizing painfully, is that I am no one to behave that way with the energies that have been there for me. I'm going to share with you another humble pie experience. For you new people, I'm going to explain this, but for you abodishas and priests, this is not going to be new. Whenever a person who initiates, they go through cariocha, they have to celebrate their anniversaries every year from that day. And they celebrate with um, either an event, but there's a lot of other things that happen, such as the anniversary castings. This is a type of divination that is done with the Orishas upon the anniversary of that priest. When you go through this, if you have a skilled priest that can do a lot of that stuff, there will be either a bows or recommendations from that reading. So this is what happened. Other people's Ocha anniversaries happened, then the fall. That means when the kids go back to school, then birthday season kicked in for my family. Then the holiday season, when I opened up my eyes, it was 2020. And honestly, I didn't want to do anything anymore. And it just even wasn't the top of mind. Now, my anniversary hit on 2020. And guess what? On the anniversary of someone else, which was before mine, the Orishas were still asking for that same stuff. And I was embarrassed. So I said, you know what? Whatever. I didn't do it. I'm going to muster up some courage and I'm not having a fun time. And I really didn't want to do it, I have to tell you. Because it's like I procrastinated so long. Like, is it even worth it? Anyway, I started to do those abodes. I took out a notebook. I listed each spiritual thing that had to be done. I listed all the things that I needed to get. And what floored me was one particular one. There were a couple, but one really kind of dug this really deep for me. This Orisha asked for an abode. It wasn't the end of the world. It was really something that wasn't that big. And he still asked for it. And I had not done it. And then when I took a breath to kind of think and this whole thing sunk in, it was to save my life. I'm like, it was a protection, something that I needed. And this Orisha, even though I had not done my abode, was gracious enough to still provide that protection for a year. And I had not even done the abode. 
And he still chose to protect me and my children. And I have to tell you, honestly, I felt like doo-doo. I felt really bad. And it was then that I began to think, man, I don't deserve this love from the Orishas. It's like, if I don't do what they ask and they still help me. I'm like, you know what? It's like, I can't be self-entitled and just not do it. They said for something for me to do to protect me. I should just do it. So I ate the humble pie and I was very grateful that, you know, he didn't ask for anything else. Some of the Orishas did, some didn't, but it was just very humbling for me. And I felt really bad because I don't do my bow on time and it could have gone a really bad way. I could have gotten hurt a lot of things. So if you get a good reading from a priest, do your spiritual work in a timely manner. Really, really do it in a timely manner. Number nine, prayer doesn't have to be complicated. If you're not an initiate, this is even better because there's so much that you can do and in your own language. Just go for it. Get your spirituality on. If you are a native speaker in Spanish, you pray in Spanish. In English, you pray in English. You pray in whatever language, in Martian language. You pray in that. Remember, if you're not an initiate or if you have not been instructed by your godparent or a priest who is guiding you, don't do praise in Yoruba. I've discussed this in a past episode, so I won't get into it here, but just don't do it. And if you are an initiate, I know things get a little bit complicated, but they really don't have to. Just print them out in the order that you need them until you memorize them. And then it's just going to be top of mind. And that's it. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Number 10. We're halfway through. There is always time for prayer. Okay. This has been my excuse. And guess what? It was just that, an excuse. See number four for the excuse bit because I need to see number four for the excuse bit. I'm going to keep this very short and very real. If you have time to be on Facebook, Instagram, checking your email, calling that guy, calling that girl, calling your friend, watching a TV show. If you have time to binge on Netflix on the whatever show, you have time to pray. Short and simple. Number 11. Don't be afraid of getting a yearly reading or more to check where you're at. This is a personal favorite of mine. Favorite meaning that I don't do it. (laughs) And I've had to kind of come to grips with this because if I'm unsure about something, like if everything is kind of okay, then I don't go for a reading. It's like I don't, you know, have you seen the movie, The Wiz? Like, don't nobody give me no bad news. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear bad news. I don't care. I don't want to know because it freaks me out. Yes. If something is wrong, I will go to a reading. I will run. I will chase you down for that reading. But if things are uh, okay, I'm like, nope, no, I'm good. What I'm saying is just go things could be okay. They could be. And even better, things could be coming down the pike. 
And now you have a warning. If you have someone that is your priest or a priest that you're working with, just get a reading at least, at least twice a year. The bare minimum, like bare, 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 maybe by a thread is once, but hey, this is your life. So I'd say at least two times a year. Every six months, I think is great to start with to kind of get yourself in order. And as you go, you'll see that sometimes it's every four months, uh, something may be going on that you have to do it in sections. But to start, I say twice a year. Number 12, scammers in the religion are still here, still strong, and now they are evolving. Be in the know. Don't become one of their victims. Please see our last episode, number 43, for this. I'm including this because I am amazed at how large this problem is. And I'm learning that it could take a really long time. I don't even know if I'm going to see an end in my lifetime to get this under control. Education is first. Remember, no priest should ever contact you first, ever, 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 ever to offer you anything. This is a red flag. Number 13, you can't change anyone. I'm a woman. I think many women are just wired that way. You can't change anyone. They have to choose to change themselves, just like you. I love, love, love Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. Highly, highly, like highly, highly, highly recommend this book. And he said something that struck me. He had this whole big chapter, but I the quote was so good that I was, I remember when I first heard it, I was walking my dog and I heard it and I stopped and I had to like record it and put it somewhere because I had to listen to it later. I don't know how to pronounce, he quoted somebody, but of course he gives his own explanation. The quote is by Goethe. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's G-O-E-T-H-E. But I'm going to give you the exact quote. And I said, oh, that is amazing. When we treat man as he is, we make him worse than he is. When we treat him as he already was, what he potentially could be, we make him what he should be. I remember listening to this and that was one of those things that it was so good that I had to go back to re-listen again and again because like my mind did a like a mind-blowing thing. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. We treat people like, oh, this person is a this. They get worse. They get worse. And then if we treat them like they could be, then they act as they should be. I said, oh my God, this is so amazing. I love it. Anyway, don't try to change anyone. They have to change themselves, but you can treat others as they could be to see the amazing thing that they're going to bring forth. That's a good one. 14, every second counts. Every lesson, everything that you experience. If, you want it to. 
you could choose to say, woe is me. I'm notorious for this. So if you know me personally, man, you know that this is a struggle. I'm like, oh my God, I go into pity parties and I do this because I have pity parties and it's my party and I cry if I want to. (laughs) But I am a huge fan of Motiversity on YouTube and I think it's another one like Team Fearless or something like that. There are other affirmation and motivation places that I go to on YouTube because, well, we all need a mental and emotional pick-me-up. And one of them says, I love this. There's a guy, I don't know who it is because I'm usually listening and on the go. He says, you will either win or you So I thought he was going to say you will lose, right? So you will either win or you will lose. But that's not what he said. And I keep remembering that to myself. You will either win or you will learn. And I said, oh, that is perfect because I have my own struggles. And I constantly have people who are telling me how good I am not and how I suck at everything or not, or how I didn't say the right thing, or I'm not too kind, or I'm not focused, or there's a long list of all the things that I am not. And many things that I do are, they're fails. They're total fails. And I keep this in mind, you will either win or you will learn. So every second you will either win or you will learn. And it's kind of like, oh my God, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's not. It's a lot harder to do and to put into practice. 15, this actually brought me to a good one. Feed your mind good things. Am I saying that you always have to be in Dalai Lama mode elevated and Buddha mode status all day long. I don't think that's possible, but you could try. Not saying that you can't watch your shows on Netflix and you can't watch movies. I am known in my house for every Christmas. I watch those Christmas movies with a Christmas prince. There's a prince somewhere in my Christmas movies repertoire. And my husband makes fun of me. He's like, she lives in a fantasy world. I'm like, listen, I work hard. I want to do this. And I watch my princess shows and the end. But there are other ways to feed your brain, which will impact your mental, your emotional, and your actions followed by that. It's all related. This is where I say go to YouTube. YouTube is a great way to go. Audible is a very favorite one of mine. Hoopla is a good app that works with public libraries. There's another one. I'm not, that's why I kind of hummed and uh, I don't remember the app, but check in your local area for public library. And there's going to be an app that is by your region so that you can read books and listen to them. A lot of them now have books that you can listen to. If you're feeling like the world is against you, go to YouTube and type motivation when the world is against you and see what comes up. I do this. Motivation. When I feel like I can't do this anymore, (laughs) I'll type and watch what comes up. There will be things and ways that you can feed your mind what it needs when it needs it or 
feed your emotions. I'm not feeling loved. Motivation when you're not feeling loved. <laughs> and go see what you find when it's starving for love or something or whatever it is that you need. The way that I can explain it is just like if you go on a diet, right? You're going on a diet and you want to fit into whatever dress. Um, a lot of women that I know who have gotten married, they've wanted to lose weight to fit into a particular dress or for men, they want to bulk up, they want to run, they want to do a particular sport. They got to, I don't know, get ready for a race, whatever it is. They start eating healthy. They watch what they put in their mouths. They watch that they stretch every hour. They put reminders on like they're very because they want to win that race or they want to do well and whatever, or they want to fit into that dress. The same goes for your mind. By the way, if you want a little bit more of a push, it's another form of ORI work when you do that. So if you want a little bit of inspiration to kind of help you to do that and you want to get to align your ORI or do ORI work, do this. Number 16, when you choose a godparent, always do your best to maintain that relationship. This is also true when you are in the process of getting into a house, uh, an ile, an egbe, depending on, let's just call it a spiritual house. When was the last time that you called this priest, him or her, to see how they are doing? They're human too. They do a lot for their godchildren and the community. When was the last time you called? Do you only call when you need a reading or when something happened? We need to be a bit more grateful for their efforts. And it's not just about when you have a problem. You should always reach out to see how they're doing. Remember their Ocha anniversaries. Remember their birthdays, Christmas, if they celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever celebration of the Lady of the Tomatoes, whatever. Be involved and do your best to be involved. They are not just dealing with you. They're dealing with other people. And this is something that I... I see, I see this in our forum. I see this on my personal practice. Like I see this and this is a piece of advice that will help you to go a long way, which moves me into the next one nicely, actually. For the newbies, these are the alejos. You have no initiation or no godparent yet, nothing. You're just finding out. We, when I say we, we priests, we know that you are excited when you first find out about the Orishas. But please remember that there are many who have been here for years before you. If you're coming into a forum or you're emailing a priest for the first time or anything, a messenger, chat, a group, whatever, a live, whatever it is, please be respectful. Watch your tone. Don't demand that any one of us answer your question because, you know, you're asking. I recently had somebody, I might do something about this in the future. I recently had somebody said, no, I want you to tell me this, this, that. I was shocked. I remember like, this is not happening to me. Like, this is, this can't be real. No, the girl actually told me, why can't you just answer my question? I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. 
oh, and I didn't know how to deal with that for, for like a minute. And thank goodness for my great group of Orisha Wisdom Community admins. They kind of helped me to sort that out because I was shocked and I shouldn't be, but it was just still shocking to get that. So remember, no priest has to answer you anything because you are not our commitment. Our commitment would be you would be coming our godchildren. That's That would make you our commitment. But there's no commitment there. We are only and truly bound to our godchildren and our houses. But many of us give some of our time or a lot of our time to create blogs, to respond on forums, to create videos and other types of content. And Sometimes asking with gratitude in mind will take you very, very far. It will take you a long, long way. Another point is if you get an answer that you don't like, for example, one of the most common questions is, hi, I'm Mary and I'm from Maryland. And this Mary from Maryland wants to know who my Orisha is. You're going to get a myriad of answers from the scammers. They're going to want to read you. They're going to try to message you right away. And I'm telling you, please don't fall for that. And then other people are going to tell you, it doesn't quite work like that. It's a process. There's a particular reading. And before you do that, there's other things that you need to find out. If you're in Lokumi, this is how it goes. If you're in Ishisha, this is how it goes. You may not get the answer that you want. Know that if you stick around long enough, you're going to begin to learn at the why we do things, the way that we do them. You will learn about our structure and the structure of the lineage that you choose. I speak about this often, especially in Alejo's 101, because people just say, I just want to know about Chango. And I'm like, it doesn't quite work like that. And we have to run through the why and the what's and the all the doodads and that's when they begin to understand that this is a much deeper place to be in than, hey, I like Chango, and we're going to rock out to Chango's drums. doesn't quite work like that. Everything comes with time, and you have to put in the time as well and the work to get the knowledge that the priests that you're seeking information from, they went through a lot of stuff beforehand. Humility goes a long way. Number 18. We're almost there, guys. For the priests. I know, I know, I know, I know that we have answered that question at least 348 times in the past 20 weeks. (laughs) Okay, 30 weeks. But remember, to that new person, you are the example. You are the person that they are looking up to. You are on a pedestal. I know you didn't ask to be on a pedestal, but here we are. You are the person that can help or dissuade a great person from entering our traditions, depending on how you respond to them. Are you nasty? Because I know you're tired of, because now this is the 349th time that you're answering the same, what you now think is a stupid question again. Remember that we all at some point didn't know a dang thing. And we're here representing our Orishas here on earth. We are not the Orishas. We are not 
here to be king and queen of nothing. We're here to represent them. We're here to serve our community. And if you're choosing to go on a forum, just keep in mind that you now are choosing that role to guide the new people, the new Aborishas, and you are an example to the newer priests or the younger priests. So you are going to be either the pride of our traditions or the thing that many Alejos and Aborishas have nightmares about. I want to remind you that that question that is now your 349th time to that one person may be the first time that they're asking and they really just want to know. And they really, really, really just want to know because they, they're dying because Arisha is the greatest thing ever. And you are one of the keys. Just keep that in mind when you are responding and interacting with the younger community. All right, guys. Number 19. Almost, almost. Your path is just your own. Not everyone will understand your dreams and or your spiritual goals, and that is okay. Get yourself a support group. I don't mean, hi, my name is Omi, and I love Harisha. Like, you're not going to find a group like that, but you're going to find like-minded people, what they call a tribe or a group meet, a meetup. There's a lot of places that you can go to discuss but it's just your own. Don't try to talk to your Aunt Bertha about the Arishas when she's a diehard Christian. It's not going to end well for anybody. You don't need to explain anything to anyone. Okay, maybe your spouse, the, your partner for obvious reasons, but that's about it. If you get stuck, just tell them that you're going through a spiritual discovery journey and just leave it at that for the now. Don't fight, don't argue, no point. At the end of the day, what matters is your road and how you walk, run, jump, skip, crawl, and hike up that road. And when you fall, how quickly you get up and you run, jump, skip, and what did I say? Hike and crawl up the road again. Make it the best road trip ever, which is your life journey. Number 20, it all comes down to Ori. I've been working on Ori stuff for a while and I'm constantly reminded on how I suck at it. And when I think I have something down, I don't. And in the end, it all comes down to how connected you are to your Ori and how well aligned it is. Spiritually, get your readings and of course, complete your spiritual work, which we already discussed. Mentally, we also discussed to feed it great foods, books, audiobooks, um, affirmations, positive videos, anything that is positively going to align you to a better state of mind so that you can provide the be better actions, better plans, so you can do things. Sometimes when you're like stuck, you can't even get up from bed. Just the affirmation, I got up from bed and I had a great day and you're able to get up. That's a big step forward for some. Do it. Do it. Know that your Ori is your personal Orisha and it is, dang it, so special. It is like 
So, so good. There is just one and it is amazing. Never, ever let anyone make you feel like you are beneath them, ever. Know that Olofi makes no mistakes and you are not one of them because Olofi makes no mistakes. So work on your Ori, get it to start aligning so that you can fulfill what you came to do. I got a bonus one for you. Okay. I know we said 20, but I got a bonus. I got a bonus because I couldn't stop when I started planning this. And I said, you know what? This is a good one. Gratitude is not just saying thank you. It's about serving others. It's not about how grand you are going to look in front of others. Having this attitude of gratitude, you know, like you say, attitude of gratitude attracts more positive energy to you and know that there are many ways to give. This is a good one because it just happened to me recently. Don't let anyone make you feel bad if you don't donate that dollar to the Ugly Kittens Foundation or to give something to someone that they think you should give to. When you quietly do other things for others, if you give a meal to a homeless person, if you drop a $10 and you put it inside of a homeless person, if you help an organization, that's for you. You are of service that way. Don't let anyone bully you into being something you're not or telling you that you're not a giving person or that you're not kind. You start working with your Ori to start guiding you on the path of gratitude, fabulousness, if this is not how you think, because that's also possible. You just may not be that grateful person. But if you realize that, you can start on the path of gratitude, awesomeness, and you too will start enjoying your road of life because you're going to see how things are going to pan out for you. Okay, I have another bonus. Last bonus. I promise it's the last one. Just because the person is on YouTube or Instagram doesn't mean that they are speaking from a legitimate Orisha traditions perspective. There are people online that are performing tarot readings with the Orishas. This is a no-no and they have big followings. And I'm like, where do they get these people? That's not done. We don't do things that way. There are others that will have you create some altar to the Orishas with stuff that I'm like, that's not even an Orisha altar at all, like at all. We don't do special waters that are mixed with nothing to sprinkle on the shrine to nothing, to no one. And no, you shouldn't buy special sprinkle waters from Etsy. No, we don't take sage. No, Yamaya does not take sage and crystals and have a special tarot card in her shrine. That's nothing with our traditions. If you are not initiated to an Orisha, you shouldn't have that shrine. It's just the way our traditions work. I know it looks so fabulous and you see the incense and they have the music going and you're like, oh my God, I'm feeling so spiritual. I love it. I'm going to do a shrine right now. And you go and you buy your stuff. That's a no-no. They're not coming from a legitimate Orisha place, at least from initiation. That sounds like you mix whatever it is that you want to make it appear as something that isn't. In order for you to have a shrine, you must have earned 
the privilege that comes with the right of initiation. I just want to mention this because when folks come into either Arisha Wisdom or our Facebook Arisha Wisdom community, I feel so bad because I feel like we have to undo all the junk that they believe is true. Please learn about your sources, okay? Okay, that's it. I promise. No more bonuses. You have reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me until the awesome end. A couple of things. This episode was brought to you by Alejos 101, program that was created by Orisha Wisdom to help those who are looking and don't want to get scammed by fake priests and other stuff and other information, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash A101 coming soon. Quick update on Ulubumi Creations created for the Orisha Believer by an Orisha Believer. Keep your eye out for Instagram and Facebook notifications or the newest link for information on like a basic major links. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Information link link. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. But it's orishawisdom.com forward slash I thought it would be easy peasy and you will see all of the fun new things that are coming up both in Orisha Wisdom and Olubumi Creations because we are getting ready to come out with our original art that will be available on mugs and on t-shirts. I've been... Sometimes I wake up at three o'clock in the morning to work on this project. And my goal is that this will continue to sponsor the Orisha Wisdom podcast. So the link for all of that stuff will be on orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti. And a lot of the proceeds will come and will continue to help the podcast in order for more content to be created because these, as you know, are time consuming and they're costly. It's not free to put it out there, but I want you to enjoy it. I will include on the show notes, the link to Jay Shetty's book. Oh my God. I love this book. Think like a monk. I'm not into the Dharma and stuff. Like a lot of the stuff comes from monk teachings, but a lot of the book, the way that I understood it, it to me, the book should have been called A Valuable How-To or Re-Guide. <laughs> That's my title for his book. It was just or rework all the way. I loved it. If you want to know more about not dealing with scammers, Listen to the previous episode, which is number 43, but don't worry about it. I will add that in the show notes. For the show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 44. Easy peasy, right? If you liked this episode, you found it helpful to you and for your growth, something to consider, especially when we're thinking back on the last 12 months, share this podcast, share it with someone else. Also comment and let me know what you've learned throughout the year. Comment on the show notes because that's you'll have area to comment there or on YouTube. And if you have some five minutes, some of you youngins can do this like in three, hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I read 
every single one. It's very special to me. And it really helps us to continue to create and to put this podcast on the map so that we can continue to spread this message. And if you're on YouTube and you like this episode, like it, like it for real, (laughs) subscribe and click on the little bell icon so that you will be the first to know when there is a new video uploaded. Stay tuned for the next episodes where we're going to go through some of your questions for Ask a Priest and other topics. There's a couple of serious ones, you know, heavy duty topics. I am really looking forward to having more fun providing you with more content. And I want to tell you that it has been a privilege to serve you. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odapo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.